using the benedictions from the New Testament to help us focus our thoughts as we come to uh, prayer. And this month we come to Paul's letter to the Romans. So uh, turn with me to Romans chapter 11, verse 33, to the doxology at the end of Romans 11. Uh, We're going to look particularly at verse uh, 36, but let's read through all four verses. If you're using a church Bible, it's page 1139. So Romans 11, verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counsellor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. These four verses can be summed up pretty easily. To God be the glory. Give God the glory. That's it. Give God the glory. When you go home tonight and you think, what was the main point? Give God the glory. That's it. Give God the glory. Why? The rest of the verses unpack that for us. Why do we give God the glory? Because he is wise beyond our understanding. Because he is our creator. Because he is our sustainer. Because he is our goal. So we give God the glory. I want to focus on verse 36, but verses 33 to 35 set the context for that. Paul has spent 11 chapters exploring God's character for us. He sets out how God has revealed his glory to the whole world. He sets out how we are all deserving of God's judgment under the law, how we are justified by faith in Christ, how we are more than conquerors through Christ. There's more to come. He's about to start setting out how we live in the light of that knowledge of God's mercy and grace. But here, he pauses. He rejoices. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments. We cannot begin to know the mind of God except that he has revealed himself to us. Except that he has revealed his character to us. In verse 35, Paul quotes from Job chapter 41. Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? Those last uh, chapters of Job underscore again and again the wisdom of God the knowledge of God. For 37 chapters in Job, we see Job and his friends debating the character of God between themselves. Then comes chapter 38, and God answers. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man, and I will question you. And you shall answer me. And eventually Job responds, Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me. 
Graham Daniels reminded us this morning that one day we will stand before God and be questioned. Brace yourselves. But for Paul, this isn't a threat. It's not a worry. It's a promise. It's a reassurance. We should give glory to God precisely because he is all wise, because of his wisdom. And that is the context as we come to verse 36. What can we say of this God who is so far beyond our understanding? Paul lists three things, three reasons in verse 36 that we should give glory to God. First of all, for from him are all things. All things are from him, all things. He is our creator. Not only that, uh, he uh, created everything around us, not just us, but everything around us. Not only that, he created from nothing. Before him there was nothing. But God didn't just create all things, he planned all things as well. In Isaiah 46, God says, What I have said, that I will bring about. What I have planned, that I will do. And supremely, he planned salvation. Jesus said, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. From him come all things. So Paul says, give God the glory. Secondly, all things are through him. Paul reminds us not just where all things come from, but how. God did not just speak everything into existence and retreat and leave it there. He didn't just kickstart the world. All things now come through God. How is it that all things come through God? It is because he has accomplished all things through Christ. Again, from the very beginning, John reminds us at the start of his gospel that through Jesus, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. And supremely, it is through Jesus that we have our salvation. God planned it. And Jesus accomplished it. Earlier in Romans, Paul meditates on how we were dead in our sin. But through Christ, united with Christ, we have a new life. Through him, the penalty for our sins has been paid. Through him, we are reconciled to God. Through him, we are heirs. Through him, we are God's children. Again, what can we say in response to this God, except with Paul, give God the glory for him and through him and finally to him. Verse 36, to him are all things. All things are to him. He is the beginning, but he is also the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. We rejoice in him now, but we look forward to the day when we, like Christ, will enjoy all eternity with him. We look forward to the day when we go to him and when we will praise him face to face. From God, all things have come. And so we give him the glory. Through God, through Christ, 
all things have come and we have been redeemed. And so we give God the glory. One day we will go to be with him and so we give God the glory. For from him and through him and to him are all things. Paul's response, our response must be this. To him be the glory forever. Amen.